Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Joe Connolly here with producer Neil A. Caruso with one of the most connected business owners we know, Peter Madonia who returned to run his family bakery business in the Bronx after he had served as Mayor Bloomberg's chief of staff. So, Peter, how do you think the reopening that we are now beginning will go? So I think there's a couple of phases of reopening. Um, You know, one of the challenges that New York City has that um, other states and other cities don't have is many, you know, five million people a day move through our subway system. And I think there's, for good reason, real reticence to reopening um, that will once again require people to move through the subway system in large numbers. Another phase is in in neighborhoods where um, people come by other means, uh, vehicle cars or uh, local shop locally. I think those neighborhoods can open more quickly. Um, And I I speak particularly about uh, Little Italy in the Bronx because I know it so well, but I think there are other neighborhoods in the boroughs where retail stores can reopen because people are walking there or driving there or biking there. Um, and I think that's a faster reopen. So in a way, neighborhoods like Arthur Avenue in the Bronx that aren't that close to a subway station may do better than some businesses that are right outside of a station. I think that's, that's a you know, could be the reality uh, in the short term. Um, and, um, and, and you know, neighborhoods like Arthur Avenue and, and other uh, parts of the city that are where neighborhood retail, you know, the stores are outside. It's alfresco shopping. It, you're not in a, a closed environment. You're walking the streets shopping and or visiting a restaurant. Um, most of the time is outside. And, you know, you go in the store and out of the store when you're purchasing, but you're really um, in, in open air. Um, and I think that's a, a little bit of an advantage, again, as um, phased reopening happens. So those neighborhoods where people shop outside, um, not in malls, not in you know big box stores where you're in confined space, I think can reopen more quickly as the numbers come down and as the health experts you know start to think about reopening. This may give new meaning, new power to the term shop local. Peter, what do you see, if any, similarities and differences between reopening businesses now compared to reopening businesses in a very different situation after 9-11 when you were there? It's just, I mean, scale. You know, the 9-11 um, 
Well, first of all, there was a, a, a pall over the entire city because so many people died in 9-11 and um, and it was so uh, immediate, you know, and it was an attack. It's, you know, the coronavirus, while it is an attack in many ways, um, you know, it's an invisible enemy. So there was there was all the emotion around um, 9-11 that um, I think had people a little bit stunned for a, a period of time. Um, but it was localized. It was, you know, lower Manhattan. Once lower Manhattan was sort of um, cordoned off and focused on, the rest of the city could start to reopen um, again, with the understanding that we were now living in a different um, security world, um, but the NYPD stepped up really quickly in, in, you know, getting the city to feel safe as a place to go back to work, go, go back to um, dining, go back to shopping, etc. Um, this is that that is at a scale level that is just stunning. Um, you know, it's every neighborhood in every part of the state and every neighborhood in every part of the country that is um, vulnerable. And so it really, it takes on a whole different meaning um, when you start to talk about shutting down at a scale level like this. I want to go back to that and the government's response because you worked as uh, chief of staff for Mayor Bloomberg. But I want to go back for a second. What does this new normal look like for businesses on Arthur Avenue? I saw a story on CBS this week that retailers like Nordstrom are actually figuring out ways to change their businesses completely. For example, Nordstrom is saying if you try on shoes and don't buy them, those shoes have to be quarantined for 72 hours. So there must be a lot of considerations for these businesses that they've never thought of before. How should they start preparing? Well, I mean, look, the the one confidence I have is that entrepreneurs will figure out how to make their business work in, in whatever the new health context and rules and regs are, as long as there's clarity. What's most important is that the public officials, the health officials through the public officials provide clarity and a level playing field for the businesses out there. Um, and I'm thinking particularly about the restaurants. What are the rules of the road? What can we do? What can't we do? And then I, I, I do have confidence that entrepreneurs will figure out what adjustments they have to make in their business, whether it's um, how they serve food, how they prepare food. Um, and, and, you know, we're, I am starting to think about through the business improvement district in a place like Arthur Avenue, you know, we're, we're uh, primarily driven by people who come by car, right? 80, over 80% of our, our customers come from 10 to 40 miles away, both for the retail and for the um, restaurants. I, we've never closed the street down and because we need the parking and the ingress and egress. But I'm starting to think about, you know, can we close it, do a hybrid and close, close it down in the evening um, so that the restaurants can increase their capacity on the street and on the curb. Um, and so, like, starting, you know, we'll, we will come up with what the right thing for us is. And I think the city's got to have some flexible understanding that not every neighborhood is the same. Not every you know business district is the same, and let the business districts really start to um, innovate a little bit on how theirs works best in what a new normal looks like. You're in a <clears throat> unique position here because you served in government under Michael Bloomberg, and you're also uh, the owner of a family-run business. What is the government's role, and how can they work with the private sector here? Because this is something that. We've never seen before, and we're in a recession here. We don't know how long this is going to last, even when things reopen. Every b- business knows what it 
what it's what is expected of it in terms of um, it, customer interaction, uh, occupancy capacity, you know, masks and no masks, where where you have to wear, where you don't, um, and, and then I, then I think they need to back off a little bit, the government, because um, you they don't you know none of them have made a payroll, so uh, like I don't want you telling me how to run my business. Tell me what the macro level rules are. And I, as an entrepreneur, will figure out how to make my business work in that context or not. And I, Absolutely. I, think, I think businesses will close because the occupancy issues are too um, dramatic in terms of their revenues. But, but I do have confidence in, in people who own and run businesses that they will figure out as long as there is real clarity on what, what are the do's and don'ts. Yeah, the path to the recovery will undoubtedly be difficult for some, but you know, new markets are emerging from this crisis, Joe. Right, and we spoke the other day with someone who I think is relevant here, Carly Stein of Beekeepers Naturals. She has recently gotten her products into all Whole Foods markets across the country. So I asked her, how did she pull this off? And is there anything that she did that other business owners can do now to get sales going again, maybe to reinvigorate talks that they'd had late last year or early this year before all this hit? And she said, yes, absolutely. Even if you're a little bit down, refocus yourself, come up with a new, updated, upbeat, positive, optimistic business message. Really think about your value prop. Of course, your value prop has changed with the time. Why is your company specifically important to consumers or businesses or whoever your customer is at this moment? How is it being supportive in light of what's going on? So adapt your pitch to modern times and be able to really have a conversation about how you're supporting who your customer base is during this this wild time in the world. And Carly says, if you're a little discouraged right now, one way to boost your confidence is to determine if your business looks okay to you for the next three to six months. If you're okay for now, take that as a confidence boost and get back on the phone to some clients you haven't spoken with in a little while. And Carly is a great example of how entrepreneurs are always looking for ways to adapt and do better. Many times it's just instinct. We're back now with Peter Madonia, third generation owner of Madonia Brothers Bakery on Arthur Avenue in Bronx's Little Italy. Peter, at the nuts and bolts level that you're so good at, You've never wanted to close Arthur Avenue to cars. Now maybe you might. Is there parking in the next business improvement district over where people could walk from to Arthur Avenue and maybe also shop where they park a little farther away? Um, you know, we've, we've done a lot of um, work in adding metered spaces in, in the neighborhood. Um, it's never enough when it's busy. I will tell you that right now. Um, now, and, and so that's why I say, you know, I think I'm thinking about it as a little bit of a hybrid because in the daytime, we need all the parking we can get. And so we can't, we, I would never close Arthur Avenue during the daytime. Um, this, the retail stores would, would be hamstrung by that dramatically. Um, so is there some way to close it when the retail stores are closed? Most of them close at six o'clock and the restaurants are really at their peak. We're going to need the help of of city government to just cooperate with us on that if and when we get to that point. But but my my point in saying this is we will figure out what is right sized and right um, operationally for our neighborhood. Um, I, I what I do don't 
want is the city to say one size fits all. We're just close the whole street down, close these streets down. People need to walk. Well, you got to be careful. <laughs> every neighborhood's different, and every neighborhood knows how it how it um, the the pulse of of that neighborhood. So, I, you know, I think bid the things like bids and and chambers of commerce and uh, LDCs are um, can be real assets in. Um, defining what's the right new reopening for that neighborhood and that central business district. And for those who don't know, bids are business improvement districts in each neighborhood of the city. And they're in a way like a chamber of commerce for each city uh, neighborhood. Peter, there's been so much talk about reinventing and pivoting. Have you already reinvented your family bakery business in any way? Um, yeah, I mean, look, we 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 figured out how to make sure there's social distancing in the in the in the retail space uh, that we have. Um, so, but other than that, and in, in my business, we haven't really had to uh, do a dramatic pivot um, through the bid we did. Like one of the first things we did when this broke was we took you know bids bids assess themselves money and they use the money to um, for things like security and sanitation. We took our sanitation workers um, who do street cleaning and we pivoted them within days of the um, closing and, and the pause uh, to start sanitizing uh, the, the ATMs in the neighborhood, the, the door handles, the parking meters in the neighborhood. So that things people touch, um, we're, we were trying to sanitize them at least once or twice a day using our sanitation workers. So so that, this is my point about like we know uh, how, how our neighborhood works. And so we pivoted very quickly there, and and each of the businesses has, in their own way, pivoted. Um, some some are doing curbside pickup, uh, others um, are managing lines differently, um, and and so I, like I have real confidence that the entrepreneurs in this town will make the adjustments and make the pivots they need when they know what the rules are. Did you put up signs saying we're sanitizing twice a day? Did you promote that in any way? Um, we had a we got a fair amount of television coverage for it and radio and radio and, and newspaper coverage for it when we first did it. Um, but you know, and, and I, I, that wasn't with intent because I wanted um, I wanted people to know we're paying attention. We realize what's going on, and we're going to do everything we can to make this as uh, safe a place as possible for shopping. Um, people have to people have to shop to eat, and that that is what we do, right? We feed people in that neighborhood, whether it's through the retail businesses or the restaurants. Um, with the restaurants being closed, it was really focused on how do we make sure that our customers feel comfortable coming here uh, and shopping. And so that was just one way. Um, you know, we we the the our employees in all our businesses are constantly sanitizing inside the business. That's a sort of given for me. But you know, doing it outside was a way to demonstrate that we recognize what the challenges are here, and we're going to do whatever we can in this community to. Um, make it as comfortable as possible for you to shop. Peter, how are your employees doing? They're tough as nails, I have to say. I mean, I have a lot of employees that have been with me 15 years, 18 years, 25 years. You know, they're all wearing masks. Some wear shields and masks. Um, we, you know, we have gloves that we change every with every um, transaction. Um, but they're great. I mean, I've, they've been great. They, they, you know, they're tough and they know, um, you know, I think they appreciate that we never closed, even at the onset of this, when business was probably 30% of a normal uh, week. Um, I just 
you know, pulled everybody together and said, look, we're, we're not we're not going anywhere. And I used an example which ha- has the end value of being true. You know, my grandfather started this business in 1918, oh. right before the second wave of the Spanish flu pe- pandemic. Wow. I, man never said a word, never complained, never shut down. He went through the Depression. He went through World War II. So I said to them, you know, we've been around a long time. We have history of even something like this. We're not going anywhere. Um, you know, if you're sick, I need you to stay home for two weeks. Um, but other than that, uh, don't worry about whether we have one customer or 100 today. We're all going to be here and we're going to take care of each other. And sort of left it at that. And I think it sort of let everybody take a deep breath. Um, but they've nobody's missed a day. And uh, and they've, you know, they've, they've just done a great job. Has business come up some in the last month or so, Peter? Yes, I can. I, you know, if I had to uh, clock it, I would say, um, you know, the first probably three weeks were, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 percent of normal. Uh, you know, we missed our big holiday Easter, um, which was probably 50 percent of a normal Easter. And and like for, I want to just because this is important to me um, and one of the reasons I came back, um, it, this isn't just about, you know, revenues and profits for me. Um, this is also about the fabric of a vibrant neighborhood that has been around for a hundred years and survived a lot. And I'm so focused on getting the restaurants reopened because not because they do add value to all our retail businesses, you know, customers come and eat and then shop, but it's really more about what, you know, the pulse of that neighborhood. Um, it, it is, it is not the same neighborhood without the restaurants in it. And, um, it's got so much vibe to it and so much energy when everybody's open and there people are around and there's a you know buzz on the street and um, you know th- that to me is what's what is missing at, at this point um, less about the revenues more about the um, the fabric of a of a really great neighborhood. That was just so great to hear, and when I hear you talk about the city allowing each neighborhood to run its own neighborhood. I can only imagine what a friend to smaller businesses you must have been when you were in City Hall. So keep it up, Peter. It's great to talk to you. Thank you, Joe. Same here. Thanks, Peter. Stay healthy. Thanks, Neil. Ciao. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 